Hello, you darling duvets. It's Chappie, your British butler. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese is the name of the game. And you're very, very welcome. So trying my usual experiment here of uh, trying to record a podcast without having eaten anything this morning. I know this is first world problems. You say, well, Chappie, you're a rather sort of rotund, uh, roly-poly butler. Uh, you probably do not need uh, any uh, breasticles. Uh, I mean, breakfast, sorry. And you could be right. I mean, but I do think that uh, not having some uh, lovely toast with melted butter and drizzled with honey, I'm missing out here. And I'm not giving you the best possible performance uh, because I'm maybe slightly hangry. And maybe that comes across on the podcast. So if you just, can you just excuse me a minute? I'm just going to get the toast and uh, just excuse me a minute here. All right, so I have the toast, and we'll see if this is an immediate effect. So I'm trying this new butter that's basically soy-free. It's a buttery spread. And I, they've re- recently said that buttery spreads are not, not that good for you. You should be going for the real McCoy, the animal fat butter. But you know what? You have to excuse me a minute. I'm just... I'm trying to like spread this butter on this toast here. I mean, crumbs are going everywhere. You don't want a buttery microphone to start the day. So yeah, I mean, I'm hoping this will make me less hangry. How thick do you spread your butter? Do you double or triple spread it? I mean, we talked about this on the podcast before. This is definitely triple spread. And the trouble is the toast has gone a bit lukewarm. I want my toast to basically be saturated in the butter and melt so you've got a river you've got a tsunami of butter okay so we have the butter is now firmly on the toast all right now we need to get i know this is fascinating isn't it you're hearing a podcast host basically spread butter and honey on his toast well this is where we've got to in lockdown here well it's not lockdown the whole Omicron thing. This is as exciting as it's going to get for you. Is a slightly odd, eccentric British butler. Oh, now I've got, oh, I've got terrible butter all over my sweater. Butter all over the jumper, darlings. All right. I'm going to... I tell you, I wouldn't say this is liberally spread. Well, if, if you can go step above liberally spread, then that's what it is. Now I've got honey all over the microphone, all over the computer. Gonna have a sticky bed tonight, darlings. All right. It might actually help if I put the... If I actually put the microphone uh, up. It was like falling all over the place here. So I now have my lovely, lovely buttered uh, buttered bread here. Buttered toast. Mmm. Delicious. Oh, lovely. Mmm. Oh, a wonderful buttery spread. And so unctuous with the honey. 
I mean, this is almost like a before and after. So I already feel just after one piece of toast, uh, basically smothered in honey, I feel so much better. I mean, you don't really want to hear me masticating. Yes, masticating live on the... I mean, I thought we said... Did we say... I can't remember what it was, but I think it was masticating February. So we're masticating a little bit early on the podcast here. But uh, yeah, get those gnashes going. Chewing is good. And um, the trouble with honey is not quite like peanut butter, but it does get coated on one's teeth. So I'm going to have all sorts of little vestiges of honey... Uh, sprinkled on my teeth the rest of the uh, rest of the podcast, which isn't a bad thing because you know it just gives me that little little high, a little gentle high that I need uh, to get through the podcast here. But there we go. I mean, you know what the beginning of the show is like. We spatched the chicken. I think we uh, made some uh, mince pies. I made a full English breakfast at the top of the show one day, and now I tell you, we've reached the pinnacle. I've basically buttered some toast. And it wasn't the best effort I've ever made, as I said. If you're, bu- if you're triple or uh, double spreading the butter, then you really do need a hot piece of toast. And I'd let it probably go maybe a minute too long. If I'd put the butter on a minute earlier, it would be beautifully, beautifully melted and saturated into the toast. And then the honey melts too. But you know what? everything's a little bit cold everything's a little bit tepid now so that's probably not going to work for uh for me um but anyway i needed to get some uh, food into the gullet and feel it feeling much much better so i hope you're okay uh we've reached we basically reached the the armpit of january yes the armpit of january uh and, and, and to be honest, in the middle of January, especially this year, it's a bit of a stinky armpit, isn't it? It's not an armpit that's uh, basically had deodorant rubbed all over it. It has that sort of sweet freshness of a sea breezy morning. No, 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 no. This is slightly decaying onion, very B.O.E. That's the January that they're facing at the moment. So you have to sort of sprucing a boost. You have to do the best you can to, uh, to get through this month here. And we haven't even reached the exciting lower torso of the month yet. Um, I mean, that's to come. But we uh, we have to do the best we can. We have to fight this battle of attrition that is January, that is the January blues. And if anybody's here for the voyage to see you through the fog of January, then it's your dearest darling host, Chappie, who's now basically, I have in my furnace, my huge fiery furnace, I have one piece of toast and I think that may keep me plowing ahead for the rest of the 155th episode of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. I mean, everything's so much better now. I feel completely fulfilled with uh, all the delicious honey. The trouble is, though, I decided I have a little sort of bed futon uh, here in the studio of Chappie Towers. Yes, we have a ergonomic soundproof studio here at uh, here at New Chappie Towers, otherwise known as my closet. I like to pop in and out of the closet now and again here, but the trouble is now you've got the dreaded issue. I mean, we talked about eating shredded wheat in bed. We talked about eating toast in bed with all the crumbs. But the worst thing ever is now you've got crumbs laden with honey in a bed. So the, basically, if you're sweating in bed, the 
crumbs and the hu- crumbs will always stick to you. But now you've got the honey, it's basically adding the whole essence of nature's gorilla glue to uh, crumbs, and you're gonna be rolling around. It's like almost like a uh, conservative party, Tory party uh, party, where uh, everybody comes along and uh, they basically drink a little bit too much and start uh, rolling around in in, in crumbs laden with honey. Oh, honey mummy, let me roll around some more. Oh, absolutely delicious. We shouldn't be doing this. All the plebeians are are in lockdown here, but let's just roll around in this honey mummy. Something along those lines there, you know, naughty little, naughty, naughty little chaps and chapesses. And that's going to be the problem. But luckily, I think I'm only going to have the problem with uh, honey-laden crumbs on the bottom of the bed. So they're only going to coat my feet. But you know what? I haven't had a pedicure for a while. So maybe nature's honey, the natural honey, will add a little bit to the feet. Moisturize those cracked hooves, those cracked trotters. And it'll feel much, much better. Let's hope so. So welcome along to the podcast. We have our usual nonsense and some of the things that we may or may not be discussing on your dear podcast today. And we've got a sort of fun packed show. I sort of want to enliven and inspire you today. Have you ever been egg bound? Uh, Has non bread ever been a preference for your dog? And power chill leggings. Something I've discovered. I haven't worn them yet. I just don't think they're for men, but anyway, we'll be talking about that. Also, as I said in an earlier show, you need to find the things that you enjoy, the special moments, the things that inspire you. Mine is the dog walk, and I think it was on Monday morning. It was an icy, cool, bright morning, and I was enlivened. I've basically been upping my salad game accidentally i think i've also found the perfect situation not the perfect destination to live i've always thought i should live in the middle of a wood maybe not a forest possibly a wood bigger than a copse i would say and i like the idea of uh, being surrounded by trees and you hear the rustling well sometimes the gentle oscillating of the leaves blowing against the window i mean i do like that i like the uh I like the solitude of it all in some ways. I think it's very sort of refreshing living in a wood like that. I've always found that. But I think I found maybe the next best thing in terms of a situation. When you get up in the morning, you fling open the patio doors. I think I found the perfect situation that everybody would, uh, would love or aspire to have. Also, why dogs sniff? I've got my own theory on this. And I think we need to do more sniffing this year. We'll talk about that later. Also, my middle finger is hurting. I found the best instant coffee. So will I need an espresso ever again? Uh, Also, I received the most disappointing package ever in the mail. Yes, most disappointing package ever. And uh, I'm wondering if I could ever become a boring influencer. So you have all these influencers that have these wondrous lives and they're flitting and flip-flopping around the world. I want to be a boring influencer. I think I'm, I'm almost there, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, small baby steps and all that. But I want to be a boring influencer. Also, I'm stacking up jobs for Travis, my odd jobs boy here at Chappie Towers. Have you ever had a stiff draw? 
Not stiff draws, love. A stiff draw. Like, you're trying to pull out the draw to get your cutlery out. Trying to get your knives and forks out, people. And it's a stiff draw. Have you ever had one? By God, there's nothing more annoying than that. Anyway, and also, I think that I've got the biggest feet ever. I know people have told me this before. But um, with all this snow and everything coming, I mean, we basically had... uh, 200 days of no snow and then all of a sudden it seems like we're going to have a a, a pretty severe winter so i decided to sort of up my shoe game a little bit i was doing the wellington boots uh with the yak tracks on but i've decided that i uh i need more fluffiness in my life no i'm not going to become a fluffer get your get your mind out of the out of the gutter please no I, i need some more fluffiness in my boots the welding the boots with the yak tracks on, I can't get the buggers off. And I've talked about this before. I think my feet swell up and I probably need uh, 20 good men and true to, to pull off the boot. So I've got something that I could probably slip on. It's a little easier, but hopefully with the same sort of traction. But then I looked at my feet this morning. And I think, by God, you've got big feet. So we all know that the British press is just plain awful. That's why it's known as the gutter press. I mean, over the years, there's been some pretty awful headlines. But I want to bring to you probably the worst of all. I mean, we're talking, we're not talking sort of Sun, Daily Mirror, Daily Star, all of that. I mean, this is the, this is the uh, Sunday sport. Now, the Sunday sport, I mean, you could say it's not really for the most discerning reader. But these are some of the, the top headlines over the years here. Uh, sorry for shitting outside your house Davina uh and there seems to be a common thread here defecation is a common thread here in the in the Sunday sport and uh naked uh, naked ladies and some naked men as well well or slightly naked men a uh, lad shat in teacher's kettle to dodge exams locked in loony bin for sex with a pop tart I used Marks and Spencer's vine tomatoes as anal beads now I'm pooping ketchup I stuffed nine mini eggs down my chap's eye. It's a fork and miracle. Face of late legend Ronnie Corbett appears on Gardner's tool handle. Uh, Banned from every pub and hull for defecating in the urinals. Boris Johnson's pig gobbled my weenie. Chuckle brother double in stag night stripper. Uh, And also I've got a Jamie Oliver garlic press shoved up my ass. Uh, Adolf Hitler groped my boobies. Boris is a secret baldy. And uh, Jeremy Corbyn's sex dwarves eaten by otters. And then we had this week here, uh, which is probably one of my favourites. And again, it follows the form of defecation. I did a shit in Boris Johnson's trainer and I would do it again tomorrow. I mean, if you did really do a poo-poo in Boris Johnson's trainer, then, uh, I mean, the trouble is, I mean, I guess a trainer is better than if somebody uh, did a poop in my Wellington boot. Because I couldn't get the bugger off, it would be clasped on there, and I would probably uh, probably have that stinky boot strapped to my foot for a millennia. So anyway, I mean, I think I think defecating in a Wellington boot, firstly, it's probably a probably worse. I would say. Um, I mean, it's further to go down, so there could be more splattering. I suppose I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't even want to think about it to be honest. It's absolutely awful. But. Um, 
Maybe a loosely fitting trainer you could get your foot out quickly. That would be uh, that would be slightly better. But it's really all it's all really flim flam or whiff waff. And certainly, if you did uh, poop in Boris Johnson's trainer, there would be a lot of whiff and there would be a lot of waff. So most dogs are human vacuums, basically. They're almost like the uh, proverbial goat that'll eat anything. Well, the corgi basically does. I mean, she'll eat Clorox wipes. She'll eat old pieces of bone. I'm, I am worried about her, like, chewing on some sort of... Uh, the butt end of a, some sort of spliff that somebody tosses away. That's a big concern here around Chappie Towers. But, on the other hand... George, the prissy border collie, will only eat when she's hand-fed. And he said, well, chappy dear boy, how have you got to this point? Which you're actually hand-feeding your border collie. Well, if I don't hand-feed her the uh, stewed chicken or stewed beef or whatever the flavor is, then the only thing she'll eat... Well, she'll eat basically any human food. I mean, she'll eat bacon, she'll eat pieces of chicken beef as long as it's human food she'll eat it but one of her favorites of all she has a real penchant for naan bread not garlic naan or onion naan i'd never do that because dogs should eat those sort of things but dogs should really eat naan bread as well but then over the last 10 years and it's 10 years since i've had this wonderful dog i toss her tiny bits of naan bread when i have curry and you know talked about this before curry is basically the lifeblood of the butler here if you if you tested me you would probably find uh lots of butter lots of cheese and probably turmeric and all sorts of uh, curry essence or spice in the bloodstream so as you imagine george the border collie probably gets little bits of naan bread very often so if that's not enough of the problem, that you're hand-feeding a dog and the dog's eating naan bread, now it's gone a stage further. The dog will not touch frozen naan bread. The dog will only eat, Georgia Collie will only eat naan bread takeout. The dog has a palate for authentic naan bread is best known for its blackjack tables, slot machines, and lavish hotels. But every January, Las Vegas becomes a place to see gadgets that's promised to transform the way we live. From household robots and autonomous cars to talking fridges and digital art TVs, the Consumer Electronics Show hosted each year in Las Vegas gives the world a glimpse of a possible future of devices that could appear in our homes or just as plausibly disappear without a trace. The showrooms have been sparsely populated this year, however, as Omicron variant rips through America. But dozens of the largest tech firms, including Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, Twitter, T-Mobile, have pulled together uh, and pulled out attending in person, but many journalists and analysts and smaller startups also followed suit. For those physically or appearing via video link, two words came up over and over again. The metaverse. Matter is a new code of practice that tech companies are begrudgingly agreeing to, which could change how internet-connected appliances work around the homes. A common complaint from users of smart household appliances such as washing machines that controls to the internet or lights controlled by Alexa is that each respond to their own language. 
For example, a smart door lock may only open with an Apple phone, not an Android one, or a security doorbell may only work with Amazon Alexa devices, not Google Assistant. As modern homes have more of these products built into them as standard, this compatibility could soon cause problems if a new tenant is an Android user rather than an Apple one, for example. It also diminishes the hope that these devices will be able to work with each other in the future, with a Bosch tumble machine, washing machine, unable to tell if an LG tumble dryer what clothes it's just cleaned. I mean, it's quite fascinating though. Soon you'll be, your washing machine will be chatting to the doorbell. Oh, we, we don't want to speak to the... We don't want to speak to the tumble dryer, darlings. That's a Samsung. We're Apple. We don't want to talk to that. Let's stick in our own little uh, little clan here. You know, it's, it's almost like sheep following sheep here. But it would be very interesting to see what... what like, like gossip, they'd be talking, talking nonsense about each other, talking shit about each other. But also... Another another issue. Oh, as I clean the the remnants of crumbs off my keyboard here, I need one of those little smart Dyson little vacuum cleaners uh, sucking up all the crumbs off the keyboard. Um, but another thing as well is now we've already we've already thought about the issue with competing devices not being able to chat with each other. It's like somebody speaking English and somebody else speaking Mandarin. But also you have to think about the problem. And, and this, is, this is a real issue, I think. If you're in a marriage or you're dating somebody, somebody's an Apple user and somebody's an Android user, it can cause all sorts of trouble. That's, a, that's the biggest thing as well. It's like Republicans versus Democrats, the Android user versus a Samsung. I mean, many of our, uh, our Gen, Gen Z children and, and the millennials are a little bit older, they have terrible trouble. They won't date anybody. If, they, if they're like chatting with somebody on the phone, texting, if anybody texts anymore, then uh, they've, they've, uh, if, they get the, if they get the green message, they won't talk to them anymore. It's only blue messages. So if you're a blue message, if you get a blue message, you're an Apple user. If you get a green message when you're sent from an Apple phone, then you're an Android user. And people have been known to ghost because they get the green message. You don't want the green message, I tell you. Anyway, this whole metaverse is going a little bit nuts. So I, I, have a, I have a solution for you. I don't really want to become part of the metaverse. I don't want to become an anime of myself. I mean, because I think an anime of myself will make me have bigger feet than I have already. And I have huge feet. And a bigger nose. I don't want an anime with a like a penguin snout. This is what I worry about if I join the metaverse, about basically becoming an anime caricature of oneself. So I don't want to do it. And here's how we don't join the metaverse. I don't think you have no choice. You're going to be forced to join the metaverse at some point. So here's how to escape, avoid becoming part of the metaverse. So I've got one of... Um, one of Granny's, one of Grandmother's old tea cozies here. So you can get a tea cozy, and you basically... Well, I have to take my headphones off to do this. So I explain point by point. So you take Granny's old tea cozy and place it on your head. Now, it's really going to mess up my hair here, but who cares? I don't want to be part of the metaverse. I don't want the radiation of the metaverse basically corrupting what little brain I have left. And then you take some regular aluminium 
or as they say in America, aluminum. Yes, I still say aluminum. I've been here for 20 years, but I still say aluminum. So you take the aluminum foil, we're taking it out here, and we're gonna wrap it around Granny's tea cozy. We're gonna wrap it around Granny's tea cozy, and, like, and make sure it's wrapped probably like maybe two or three thickness. Oh, and don't cut yourself like I just did on the uh, on the on the dispenser. Now you press the aluminum foil, the aluminium foil, onto the tea cozy here. And now you have very good protection from joining the metaverse. But you need to keep this tea cozy with the aluminium foil on at all times. Because you may be infiltrated by the metaverse. So you've got the foil on top of your head here. Make sure it's covered completely. Because you do not want the metaverse radiation emanating into granny's old tea cozy and i do recommend that you maybe take your motorola flip phone or your little motorola brick or maybe even your blackberry and start using that again that those old gadgets have not been infected by the metaverse the real trouble with wearing granny's old tea cozy on top of the head is that's where I keep my bananas. So my uh, head and hair now smells like an overripe banana. Probably not a good thing. But uh, anyway, so I also wanted to talk a little bit. And, and, and I know we've now protected ourselves, hopefully, from uh, becoming infiltrated by the metaverse. Uh, but it's probably already happening in other ways where I have these artificial intelligent elves that follow me and try to advertise and mold everything that I do uh, basically to some sort of advertisement try to sell me and the latest they're trying to sell me these super chill jeggings super chill jeggings now I, I looked into this but I thought you know what it's, it's it's sort of January and I'm in the situation where you know things are a little bit more bulgy than normal after Christmas and you know jeggings could hold everything in you know try to avoid any sort of indiscretion so i look super chill jeggings also you know if you have a little bit of a sweaty issue then the super chill jeggings could be absolutely perfect for you they could keep you super chilled and uh and sort of aerate everything basically and also hold in the uh flumpy lumpy bits that's perfect but then i realized that i i can't you can't get super chill jeggings for men the super chill jeggings are just for the ladies and it is very very disappointing and you know reading into it more super chill doesn't mean that they cool off you know a sweaty undercarriage or something the super chill means basically you're super chilled which i sort of confuses me because i i thought that you would they basically keep the uh, lower torso regions the temperature of a well-set freezer can we please invent jeggings for men because i think that's what i'm if, if i am going to venture into the gym this year, and this is my new year's resolution once my key card does work and it will at some point i am going to venture back to the gym but i think new chappy new gym new super chill jeggings do i want to break down my morning shower my morning shower so yeah it's not shower it's shower morning shower sounds like car pa la ta i like to have my morning shower 
So the breakdown of my morning shower. Shampoo, 60 seconds. Soap, 90 seconds. Mentally prepare for whatever bullshit the universe has in store for me today, 15 minutes. So very British Problems Official is one of my favorite Twitter handles out there. And this is what they had this week. Things are definitely due in the supermarket today. Stare at some onions for ages while a stranger stares at the carrots I need to buy. Apologize to somebody who rams a trolley into my leg. Buy a product with an expiry date that'll run out of time while I'm back at the car. See somebody I recognize and quickly hide in the bread aisle for a good while. Stand somewhere odd for ages so I can have some social media time with my phone. Try to recreate smiling at somebody while wearing a mask whilst simply scrunching up my eyes. Have this chat at the till. Hello, how are you? Yeah, fine, thanks. Quite quiet today. You? Oh, oh that's good. Um, uh, I think I'll be all right for bags. Actually, I'll see how I get on and uh, end up asking for another bag. We never thought we'd see the Golden Arches at McDonald's get into the bikini business, but 2022 is full of surprises. The franchise in Australia wants to see everybody's burger buns in their new swimwear collection for men and women's, including bikinis, one-piece swimsuits, bucket hats, and even briefs embellished with the famous fries and shakes. I don't know if I want to shake my fries or sprinkle my sprinkle my shakes anywhere near the Golden Arches, to be honest. Mackie D's have teamed up with the aptly named swimwear company Budgie Smuggler and tweeted out the exciting news. Hey, Budgie Smuggler, how about we make some Nuggy Smugglers? Anyway, the brand simply responded by replying, we're game. It's now, of course, the height of Australian summer. Everybody wants to show off their loyalty to Mickey D's and you can get it for around 55 to 90 Australian dollars. The incredibly fun designs include a red and white checkerboard style with fries dotted around, a bold red print adorned with fries, burgers and drinks, and then the white design with the animated food on it. According to the Newsweek senior brand management McDonald's Liz Whitbread, she said, The summer's all about us doing things we love with people we love. The limited edition range of swimwear is bold, fun, eye-catching, perfect for the summer season style. The limited edition of uh, swimwear is bold, fun, eye-catching, perfect. The joint collaboration comes as the Golden Arches celebrates 50 years in Australia. The uh, fast food chain opened up in their very first location back in 1971. It's not the only McDonald's collaboration to leave people scratching their heads. They teamed up with the Queen of Christmas herself, Mariah Carey, to celebrate the new Mariah menu in the US. While it's not known yet if we're lucky to buy these bikinis or trunks over in the UK and the rest of the world, we can also remain hopeful that the Aussie would be loving it enough to give it a worldwide release. Well, I don't want I don't want to put my Big Mac and I don't want any McMuffin near these nuggy smugglers. So New Year, new me. I accidentally was delivered a bag of salad. I wasn't intending it, but you know what? I think it's uh, giving me a wonderful start to the year. It was a completely accidental salad because it was delivered to me. And I contacted the supplier and they uh, said, well, you know, keep the salad. So made an absolutely delicious salad uh, full of different leaves. Love the tomatoes, yellow pepper in there and lots of pickles. I know 
The American said, why are you putting pickles in there? I love myself some pickled onions, pickled beetroot. I also like the, uh, the artichoke hearts. Now, I hear the artichoke hearts are very good for virility. So if you want a little pep in your step, then, uh, then enjoy the delicious centerpiece of the artichoke heart. It's, uh, it's rather wondrous. And of course, I cannot do without my crispy, buttery, cheesy baked potato. I think that's the biggest problem I would, if I ever went low carb, it would be giving up, uh, giving up the old potatoes. It, it could be a real problem. But I've sort of upped my salad game accidentally this year. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to be uh, shaking my lettuce leaves for the rest of the year now. I mean, people do ask, uh, Chappie, being a butler, do you, do you toss your own salad? Well, I'd prefer to toss off a people's salads, to be honest. But the best way to do it, you put all the ingredients in there and some very, very fine cheese as well. And uh, you can basically put the salad into a colander uh, with a plate over the top and give it a good shake and a little stir. So I think this year it's all about enjoying those little things in life. And I think it's not necessarily the geographic location, but if you're lucky enough to open the back doors of your house, the patio doors or fling open the back door and you've got some garden or a trail or some green belt or trees behind, that is a thing that really inherently necessitates a better life. It's just that going out there and this is the other morning I was walking on the trail and I think, well, the people are lucky enough to have a house backing up to a trail or a park or a garden or something along those lines. You fling open the doors and it was an icy morning. You take one of the deepest breaths you could take. Taking in that icy cold air, it is sort of rejuvenating. Absolutely marvelous. And it made me think that you know, dogs are all about sniffing. I mean, sometimes I can't take my dogs and move them along, but they're sniffing so much. And I think we need to, as human beings, sniff more. Now, I'm not talking about going to your, your nestling, your neighbor, or your partner, your lover, and going to give, give them a good whiff, take a good sniff of their scent, their essence. No, I'm not talking about that. But it, dogs seem to like take their time and enjoy every little sniff along the way. And I think we need to do the same this year. Rather than rushing along from one thing to the next, we need to take our time and take a little sniff of each step of our journey. UK viewers were given a treat last night uh, in the form of a pocket-sized Lothario, French bulldog who couldn't stop humping, appearing on dogs behaving very badly, a couple in Essex were left distraught by the actions of Frank who would stop at nothing to get his end away, often with embarrassing consequences. Essex paired Carl and Jade were at their wits end when they reached out to the dog show fronted by the dog father, Graham Hall. Due to Frank's perversions, they could not get a moment's rest at the house when relatives were around, with many dubbing them Frisky Frank. Jade said, if you had a pair of legs, He's coming after you. You can't enjoy any time with your family always thinking about whose leg is he after next. It's even worse when the pair ventured out on walks with their little love machine, Frankie, who'd also target other dog walkers. As well as being incredibly embarrassing, Carl was worried that because of his past diagnosis with cancer that weakened him to the point that he wouldn't unable 
or be able to stop Frank humping. I mean, I think the Frenchie is breaking his baguette and brie all over town. Ooh la la. And a man was left horrified after a blocked ear he believed was from water turned out to be a cockroach hiding inside. Zane Wedding from Auckland, New Zealand, woke up with a strange sensation after he went swimming the day before. He decided to go to the doctors as he could uh, feel movement in his ear, even when sitting still. Zane was originally prescribed antibiotics and was instructed to blow a hairdryer near his ear in an attempt to dry out the area. However, the sensation would not go away after two nights of little sleep, so he decided to see a specialist at an ear clinic. The doctor at the clinic was left shocked, letting out, oh my God, which called the patient to jump. I mean, it's never good when a doctor says, oh my God. You know, patient supposed to be very calm, collected and cool. Oh my God, what's in your ear? I think you have an insect in your ear. For the next few months, the disbelieving doctor tried to extract the bug, but could only manage to pull the first half of the full-size cockroach out. What is like a headless chicken if even a half a cockroach will still indeed move around? Absolutely awful. Now I would love genetically modified cockroaches that would feast on earwax. That would be absolutely perfect. But that would just make the earwigs jealous. And a man suffered uh, from COVID claims to have discovered that his penis has shrunk by an inch and is worried that the size may never recover. Uh, common symptoms of COVID have occasionally changed through the ongoing pandemic and listed on the uh, National Health Service website as high temperatures, a new contagious cough and a loss of uh, smell and uh, loss of taste. And urologists have claimed that the penis size can also shrink due to damage to blood vessels. A University of College London study looked at 3,700 people who caught COVID and found that uh, through measuring 200 of them, uh, they have uh, listed a smaller penis as a symptom. I guess, I guess this chap is uh, looking to uh, test and uh, indeed trace the lost inch. So I'm quite perturbed. Uh, I saw this headline in the week. Body of fifth victim may be linked to alleged shopping cart serial killer. And then there's a picture of a target shopping cart. And of course, I've explained the podcast before. There is a young lady who basically takes her shopping cart or a shopping cart a mile down the road from Target and leaves it just outside Chappie Towers and uses it again next time. Could she be the infamous shopping cart serial killer? And uh, this year, I've uh, woken up on many occasions this year with my middle finger hurting and it's aching. My middle finger is indeed hurting and aching. Uh, and I decided this year, one of the problems is I need to stop flipping off things in life and be more content and happy with my own lot. And uh, finger exercises and uh, stopping sticking my paw in the honey pot may also assist. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. It's our middle of January blues podcast here where we're trying to extricate January as best we can. Push it to one side. It'll be over in 15 days, people, and we can uh, head on the, to the joys of uh, more chocolate in February with Valentine's Day. But thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to, uh, you know, take your silver tip canes and uh, and knock it on the old like and subscribe uh, when you can, uh, wherever you see the podcast. You can see it on Apple Podcasts. You can see there's an audio version on Spotify, 
iHeartRadio, uh, Audible, Amazon Music, Slacker, Breaker. I mean, you can basically hear it everywhere. As my middle finger joint cracked in the week, I did hear Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese uh, emanating from the joint cracking situation of my aching middle finger. So there we go. You can absolutely hear it everywhere. But if you do like, if you like a little bit of uh, music uh, mixed with the flim flam, then uh, the Spotify Butler and Poor Musical Edition playlist is for you, where you can this week hear Notorious B.I.G., Mariah Carey. You can uh, hear some Sweet Like Chocolate, can Punjabi MC, some uh, New Dad, some Mr. Jukes. You also can hear some Black Grapes, some Britney Spears, the Long Pig, some Jewel. There's music for everybody, basically. Coming up next, though, we do have the poem. A winter's daybreak above vents. The night's drifts pile up below me and behind my back, slide down the hill, rise again and build. Eerie little dunes on the roof of the house, in the valley below me, miles between me, and the town of Saint-Jeanet. The road lamps glow, they are so cold they might as well be dark. Trucks and cars cough and drone down there. Between the golden coffins of greenhouses, a startled squawk of a rooster claws heavily across. A grove and drowns the gumming snarl of some grouchy dog sounds, and a man bitterly shifts his broken gears. True night still hangs on, mist cluttered with a racket of its own. Now on the mountainside, a little way downhill, among the turning rucks, a square takes form in the side of the dim wall. I hear a bucket rattle or something, tinny, no other stirring. Behold the dim face of the Gothard's house. I imagine his goats are still sleeping, dreaming of the fresh roses beyond the walls of the greenhouse below them and of the lettuce leaves opening in Tunisia. I turn and somehow impossibly hovering in the air over everything, the Mediterranean, nearing to the moon, then this mountain is, shines. A voice clearly tells me to snap out of it. Galway mutters out of the house and up some stone stairs. To start the motor, the moon, the stars suddenly flicker out and the whole mountain appears pale as a shell. Look, the sea has not fallen and broken our heads. How can I feel so warm here in the dead centre of January? I can scarcely believe it, and yet I have to. This is the only life I have. I get up from the stone, my body mumbles something unseemly and follows me, and now we're all sitting here strangely on top of the sunlight. I shall return before the end of the weekend for another edition of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Have a lovely weekend till then. I'm waiting for the snows to start falling and just to look at how big my feet truly look in these boots and uh, forever trying to find some respite from the honey and the crumbs that are scattered everywhere across this house now. Until next time, cheerio.